I should close my door real quick. There we go. <laughs> so much better. I hate having the door open when I'm videotaping. We're doing a live show. Hello, everyone. If you're here, say hello in the comments. Good, good, good morning. This is It's All Clutter. <laughs> it is my weekly podcast. And today we have a very interesting topic that I have been thinking about, asking people about, and diving into with research to try and figure this out. And this is the topic of stockpiling gifts. So <laughs> if you stockpile gifts, let me know in the comments. And what do I mean by stockpiling gifts? I mean, do you purchase gifts either months and months and months in advance, or do you purchase gifts just in case, just in case I need a gift? So I know this is a super, super common thing because I've run into, and Lisa says in the comments, she has a gift and candle closet. I run into gift closets and gifts all over the place in clients' homes all the time. And so I just wondered, why do we do this? Uh, why do we bring extra stuff into our house when oftentimes we know we're not gonna actually give the gift, right? I mean, we don't acknowledge that at the point of sale, but we definitely buy stuff understanding that there's a good chance it's going to go into the gift closet or into the bottom of a closet or into the back of a closet or into the attic or into the garage or into the basement, never to be seen again, right? So, <laughs> so what is this all about? So I've been doing a little bit of research here. I have my handy dandy research. Um, and just let's talk about gifts just in general. So <laughs> gifts are interesting because gift giving is a custom. So it's actually an obligation. So we feel like we have to give a gift and it's a custom, an obligation, a way that we show our appreciation. So one reason that you might be buying gifts with no actual recipient is to, because you wanna make sure that you're prepared to show appreciation at all times, right? So you wanna have like a, a stockpile of gifts just in case you need to show your appreciation at some time in the future, right? So that's one one thing. Like giving gifts, it's it's just a custom. It's something that we're raised with. It's how we're taught to show our appreciation. So we might feel like if we don't have gifts on hand, then we're going to be stuck, right? Because we're not going to be able to show appreciation in a, the customary way that our, we have been taught socially is acceptable and appropriate. The irony here, of course, is that a gift cannot actually express any appreciation, only a person can express appreciation. So if this is one reason that you're purchasing gifts for the unknown future, consider writing a note as a form of appreciation. If the custom is to, to give a gift is to express appreciation, then a note will accomplish that just as well and it would be much more personal and well-received. I don't think anybody has ever been upset to not get a gift and instead get a note of appreciation. In fact, I would argue that notes of appreciation are even more valued in today's digital day and age, right? So, we're, so we don't get notes very, very often, handwritten notes 
real handwritten notes in the mail. So it's even more valuable when we do get a note of appreciation and it feels more meaningful to receive a note that somebody spent their time writing than it does to receive a gift that you know was just in the back of somebody's gift closet. So this brings me to kind of my next point of research here. I found this excellent article called The Five Types of Gift Givers on Psychology Today. And in this article, it talks about gifts being symbols of both relationships and self. So the quote from the article is, gifts are one of the ways in which the pictures others have of us are transmitted. This is why if you receive a gift that you hate, you remember it because it's more, it's not about the gift. It's about the picture that that person has of you that has been transmitted to you through the gift. So if somebody buys you something that's completely like just misses the mark, totally is not you, um, you know, <laughs> that says to you, this person doesn't know me at all, right? This is a picture of our relationship from the gift giver's point of view. So that feels really bad. So, <laughs> uh, so just in general, you know, a gift is, is really, it's a symbol and it's an obligation. And the irony is that gift giving and gift receiving, neither one of the, those things contributes to an overall sense of well-being in the world. So interestingly enough, when people are surveyed about around the holidays about what is most important to them and what makes them feel a sense of community, what makes them increase their sense of self, what makes them feel good, <laughs> gift giving is actually lowest on the list after time with family, religious activities, maintaining traditions, helping others, and just general enjoyment of the holiday in terms of food and drink, right? So there's so many layers to gift giving. Now, I this is as far as my research could take me and the rest I've had to just kind of figure out through asking clients and having these conversations. Why do we actually buy gifts then when we have no purpose for the gift? Why are we just stockpiling gifts? So I have a couple of ideas around this. Number one, there's the old advertising, right? So we're advertised to, to purchase gifts. It's very hard to overcome advertisements today. One of the classic advertisements that I believe is responsible for a lot of unnecessary gift purchasing is the buy one, get one free, right? So who has ever purchased a gift because it was buy one, get one free. So you thought I'll get one for me and I'll save one to give to a friend. Sometimes the advertisement even says one for you, one for a friend, right? So it even is promoting this idea of purchasing a gift. So if you have purchased a gift at a buy one, get one free, buy one, get one free, we're gonna break this down in just a second, let me know in the comments. <laughs> this is a very common way that extra stuff comes into our house, including gifts. So let's talk about buy one, get one free. So buy one, get one free is basically profitable liquidation of low quality inventory under the guise of doing something nice. So buy one, get one free is profitable liquidation of low quality inventory under the guise of doing something nice. 
And buy one, get one free, it feels like maybe, <laughs> um, you know, the store or the company is losing money by doing something nice, by having this buy one, get one free sale. But if you look at the numbers, they actually increase, stores can actually increase their profits through buy one, get one free. So for example, let's take a pair of jeans. If the cost to the retailer to purchase the jeans is $20 and they're selling the jeans for $100 and they so then their profit margin is $80 on a full sale, on a full price sale of the jeans, if they discount those jeans 50%, so bring them down to $50, then they make $30, their profit is $30 on that one pair of jeans. But if they do a buy one, get one free, which seems like a nice thing to do, seems like they're losing money on a pair of jeans, let's run those numbers. So then the cost to buy two pairs of jeans was $40. They sold two pairs for $100 and profited $60. So their profit actually doubles by doing the buy one, get one free, right? So. <laughs> Buy one, get one free is just a total, um, they're just, they're selling you this idea that you're getting a good deal. You know, it's the guise of doing something nice. And the result is that you end up bringing a lot of extra stuff into your house, maybe a gift for an unknown recipient at an unknown time in the future. Okay. So that's the buy one, get one free, the advertising, the selling this idea that you should have things on hand to give as gifts, even though if they're not specifically stating that in the sales advertisement, that's what they're trying to make you feel like. You should be able to show what a good person you are and show your appreciation at in the future by having all this extra stuff on hand when you need it in the emergency situation that you need to give a gift and you don't have time to write a note. <laughs> um, another really big reason why I think we stockpile gifts is because we feel like we need to justify our shopping. So it can feel great to go into, say, home goods and walk around and look at all of the beautiful stuff. It can feel great to go into a store and touch the fabrics to just to just shop. Shopping can be a really a time where we're just alone, where we're surrounded by beautiful things, we see new things, we get ideas, we get inspiration. Shopping has a lot of other functions besides just purchasing something that we need. We use it today for many different reasons. Maybe you just need to go out for a half an hour and get take a deep breath and you end up in Marshalls, kind of walking around, you're in your zone, you know, and then you think, oh, there's this beautiful thing. I don't need it, but maybe I'll buy it because I can give it as a gift in the future. And that purchase justifies your time spent shopping. So I just want to say, you guys, if you feel like, and, and this is probably totally subconscious, right? You're not, you're not saying, oh, I'm going to justify my time shopping by purchasing something for somebody at some point in the unknown future, right? It's just what we do. Um, but I want you to think about this next time that this happens, whenever we can go back to shopping, uh, <laughs> I want you to think about, here's, here's the thing. You don't need to justify 
getting out of your house and spending a little bit of time walking around, if that is the experience that you need right then to help you just reset, right? You don't need to justify that by spending money. You are totally, I'm giving you permission right now to shop without buying anything. You totally can go into a store, look at beautiful things, find inspiration, get that time alone, put on your earbuds and listen to music, meander around, and you don't need to justify that by making a purchase. You can do that. That is a form of self-care and that is okay. Yes, leave your wallet in the car. That's a great idea, Melanie. So uh, those are my kind of thoughts about purchasing gifts for uh, stockpiling gifts, right? Just having gifts around for some time in the future when you might have a need for a gift and you don't have one, uh, which almost never happens. (laughs) Um, So what can you do now on? Number one, consider writing a note. A heartfelt note is so meaningful. Uh, You don't have to, I mean, maybe you could add a candle or something, right? But if you don't have the time to go get a gift and you are you think that you might want to stockpile gifts just in case remember you can always write a note you can always express your appreciation and gratitude in the form of a note and it will always 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 be really heartfelt touching and meaningful to the person who is receiving the gift uh so <laughs> That's that's what I want to leave you with. I'm going to go to the comments now um, and just see, you know, see what people are saying. Continue this conversation with a little Q&A. Um, so if you have a thought you want to share, definitely drop it in the comment because usually when I go back here, I miss like <laughs> most of the comments. Um, there was one that I kind of saw. Okay, Dana says, gifts are my love language. I express love through gifts and I feel loved when I receive gifts. And Dana, that's awesome. Like if that is really something that you, if if gifts are your love language, then keep on giving gifts. I mean, I am absolutely not telling you do not give gifts. I'm just talking about the idea of stockpiling gifts when you have no purpose for the actual like intended purpose for them. Um, but if you know that that feels really good to you, then that's, I think that's great self-awareness. Um, sometimes I have used buy one, get one as an excuse to get it for myself, says Lisa. Right. So now, Lisa, you know that you're just giving these corporations more money. Jenny, so think about that math that I did with the with the buy one, get one. <laughs> um Oh, buying more for free shipping. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Uh, yeah, that's Colleen, that's an awesome, awesome point. So that would be another reason that you might buy extra for free shipping, right? <laughs> um, let's see. Oh yeah, Noreen. So cosmetics offers, right? If you spend $27, you get a free gift. So then you're feeling like extra appreciated because, well, and I guess the stores really are appreciating you more because you're spending more of your hard earned cash with them, but they, you know, they encourage you to spend even more for the free gift. But is it really a gift when you had to spend more to get it? (laughs) Sounds like you paid for it. (laughs) Um, Let's see. 
Okay. Retail therapy is real, Angie, 100%. But here's the thing. You don't have to spend money to get that experience of retail therapy. You can shop and not buy anything. Um, I wonder, actually, if you are a retail therapy person, if that is a way that you, you know, self-soothe and make yourself feel better and whatever. And it's all good because we all do different things to make ourselves feel better. I wonder if shopping without buying would fill that void, that retail therapy need. I'm curious. Um, Anne says, my sister travels here for the holidays and gives a small token gift and note. She says her presence is her present to us. I like that. I think that that's totally, totally true. Um, let's see. Allison, awesome. Allison went to Home Goods today. She has 20 photos of things she saw, but she did not buy. Awesome job, Allison. Oh, Noreen. So I know working in retail makes it even more complicated. My first job in retail was at Pier 1 Imports when I was in high school. And then I continued working there. I switched stores when I went to college. And I ended up, so I you know, I got a Pier 1 Imports credit card. I mean, I was like 18. Really, they should not give credit cards to 18-year-olds. Um, so I got a Pier 1 Imports credit card and I ended up leaving that job after like say five years or so, you know, part-time retail job, um, owing Pier 1 Imports more money than I ever made working there. <laughs> so my house, my apartment was really nicely furnished for, you know, for a college apartment, but still that was not good. <laughs> Suzanne says I regularly, regularly do heartfelt notes, especially to my seniors and aging the looks on their faces as they read them. It's like I gave them gold 100%. So I used to be in fundraising and handwritten notes literally are like gold. They're awesome. Um, so let's see. Buy one, get one is really the same as 25% off of each one, but it just sounds better. <laughs> same trickery with fast food. Yes, Susan, totally. For $2 extra, add the drink and the fries and the dessert. Yep. There goes my money and my diet. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's see. It does fill the void. I fantasy shop online all the time. Fill my cart, but never buy. I love that, that term, fantasy shopping. <laughs> Um, Edith says, I carry the item around the store. And a lot of times I say to myself, I don't need to buy this. And I put it back. Excellent. Oh, Amy, I worked at Joanne Fabrics until I filled all of my suitcases with fabric. I'm still getting rid of it. It's just an interesting storage solution. <laughs> um, people loved gift cards. So maybe restaurants that sell gift cards often give an extra $25 card. It's a good way to give and not clutter other people's homes too. Yep, totally. Okay, so I think we've had a pretty productive conversation about stockpiling gifts. Remember, <laughs> let's try to buy gifts only with a purpose now. So maybe put a time parameter around it, like within one month of the occasion um, and only if I actually have somebody to give a gift to. And remember, it's always okay to write a note. That's always a thing to do. <laughs> 
You guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of It's All Clutter. If you are watching this on YouTube later on, if you're watching the replay, please make sure that you like and subscribe to this channel. I'm trying to grow my YouTube, so it would be super appreciated if you would subscribe, like, leave me a comment. Um, and all of my past episodes are on YouTube. Next week, we are we have a special request for the podcast from my favorite four-year-old in the entire world, TJ, if you're watching me, TJ, hey. So TJ, uh, he's my little declutter buddy. He lives in Staten Island. And he requested that for my next episode, we talk about how to grow food. So that is what we're going to talk about on the next It's All Clutter um, for TJ in Staten Island. And if you have a request for an It's All Clutter episode, let me know and we will put it onto the schedule. <laughs> oh, thank you, Melanie. Thank you, guys. Have a great day.